shit. All right. Okay, let's try this. <clears throat> See man, I need glasses. Look for my contacts. All right, this is uh, Brian McClintock at uh, Psalm Two. I didn't know the name of the movie. We'll find out. Psalm what? into the bottle. Psalm into the bottle. All right. Uh, this will be, be back. segment one, take one. Hey, this is Christopher Chang, your host of Happy Hour Radio, and I am here uh, at McCall Hall tonight uh, for part of our In the Vineyard series, or should I say, Behind the Bottle, or Into the Bottle. I've got uh, Master Sommelier Brian McClintock here, who is uh, help hosting the Seattle debut of Psalm Into the Bottle. That's the sequel to the uh, worldwide mega-hit Psalm, which, uh, the documentary, which uh, I cried at. Um, but right now, I want to say, uh, Brian McClintock, Master Sommelier, welcome to Happy Hour Radio. It's good to be here. I'm glad that I could touch those emotions for you. you well, yeah, it was a triumvirate, or actually, I don't know what, a quartet. You were the four musketeers, the four... We were the four musketeers, that's right. We still are. Yeah, that's what's really cool about it. So, um, today, this is, uh, you're here in Seattle to uh, help celebrate the debut for Psalm Into the Bottle. Um, before we get into the movie, uh, give me a little history about uh, who Brian McClintock is as a sommelier. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, as most sommeliers, I, I raised my hand in kindergarten and was like, I'm going to be a sommelier. Um, no, I, it, you know, I, I, I didn't come from a wine drinking family. I was the son of two teachers and um, spent enough time in the restaurant profession failing at other pursuits to say, well, maybe I should just stay here. And so um, in about 2008, um, I had met a master sommelier named Michael Jordan who came into my restaurant and he was very nice. So if you ever want to learn about wine, hit me up. And I was down in Newport Beach at the time. And that restaurant was? That was Morton's Steakhouse. I was like a steakhouse guy. And so Orange County, you know, was was not the forefront of, of you know, sommeliers and, and the industry down there. but. But really, Michael Jordan was like leading the torch with a, with a few other people. He is short, fat, and white. So <laughs> we know Michael clarifying. and got a great uh, a great loud voice. He, right. yeah, no, he's 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 amazing and just kind of took me under his wing for no benefit of his himself. And so, one of the great things I learned about the Court of Master Sommeliers, like from day one, is is that that kind of notion of paying it forward and helping people and and trying their best to further the. The profession, so I, I really took a shiny to that and was very grateful for it. So uh, that that was how the path started, and it's it's wound around, and here I am today. This is really cool because um, you know teaching and, and helping educate and share, uh, just like a consumer or guest we have in our restaurant or place of business, we do that with other psalms and people who are interested in it, and it's fun talking about wine. It's a lot of fun talking about wine, and it's a lot of fun drinking wine too. <laughs> they kick tequila, beer, all of it. Yeah, we're lucky enough to study all of these types of alcohol in the world, pretty yeah. much. Well, it's, you know, the, I think the best part of being on the floor is just those, those moments where you, you have those special moments with wine and you turn some, someone on to something and it kind of changes their little wine world forever. And those, those moments are rare and fun, you know, and they get turned on to a new thing and, you know. And you're a California kid by trade or by, by birth? Yeah, by trade and by birth. Um, so I was born there in... in in uh, Hollywood, oh, yeah. yeah, back in the seventies. bus. Yeah, it actually said in my birth cert, like my birth certificate, it said like the bump and the hustle was the dance of the day, and Saturday Night Fever was the number one movie. So. Oh well, yeah. I know that year. That was nineteen seventy six. I feel like everybody's got a little disco in them, but I might have more than most. All right. Well, you you got the look for sure, and you brought the shoes, and I love those. I did. Um, so 
I understand that you've worked in some world-class restaurants. Uh, tell us, give us a little history on some of those places that you've had the chance to study under and, and work and share the great right. wines. Right. So if we pick up the story where we were just talking about, I was at Morton Steakhouse and I said, okay, this is great, but I've got the Napa Cab thing down. Like, this is super cool. Um, but I, I really wanted to be with, with kind of a, you know, a, a bigger list and really get into French wine and understand that. I knew that the Little Nell in Aspen was kind of like a a hotbed for sommeliers, you know, Bobby Stuckey and Richard Betts. And what year is this? This is 2009 that I moved there. And I, I met up with Dustin Wilson, who you'll see in the film, and you probably would have seen him in the first film if you saw that too. But uh, he, was, he was my buddy. We actually ended up moving in together and studying for the master exam together. So that was a, a super important um, chunk in my life. And then really after that... Um, I started working in San Francisco in the trade, selling wine in Northern California. Worked for Fred Dame, who is the godfather. Fred Dame is yeah. the godfather. Yeah, and he was either going to kill me or adopt me, and I still don't know which. Well, we've still got time in your life, unless you're on the lamb up here in Seattle. Speaking with Brian McClintock, uh, Master Sommelier, and uh, I guess, do you dare use the term winemaker and or movie star? Right. Um, you just use dude. The dude. The dude. Yeah. If you're not into brevity, the Duderino. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I if I could be known, if it said on my tombstone, the dude and like Jeff Bridges was buried next to me, that would be a good life. <laughs> you know, he's that character's from Tacoma, right? So that's that's why. Yeah, it's all it's all deadly. <laughs> okay, so um, some of the endeavors you're doing outside of uh, helping enlighten the uh, unenlightened in in wine in the world of wine, you're making wine, and uh, obviously you're you're helping promote this fantastic movie. Tell me about the wine project. Uh, you know, it's actually, we're in our fourth, our third vintage now with uh, 2014, which will be releasing in the fall. But the project's called Valan, um, and it was just a bunch of dudes who like Syrah <laughs> saying, why don't we do a Syrah project? And everyone's like, Syrah doesn't sell. We're like, but we like it, and now it sells, so that's great. A project of passion, I imagine. It was very much passion. You know, it's definitely a labor of love to pick on a, a variety that notoriously has been difficult to sell, but one that we know and believe is, is world-class, and hopefully the film that we'll, we'll see tonight shines the light on Syrah. And what are the vineyards and the AVAs for this uh, project? So it's all Santa Barbara County projects, um, which is where I live, so that's super convenient. Um, the AVAs involved are, we've got some old vine Bienecito, which is an amazing vineyard in Santa Maria, Z block up there. So some of the vines were planted back in 73 for Bob Linquist at Coupe. And then um, there's a little bit of Kimsey fruit, which is in Ballard Canyon just south. And then uh, I've got some Santa Rita Hills fruit as well. So. Uh, we just kind of cherry pick the best fruits. <laughs> oh, lucky. Well, that's the way to do it. If you could build your own wine model, you could say, hey, what do you want to do? You want to well, get the best fruit? It's cool to vinify all the AVAs separately with Syrah and treat them the same and just say, okay, what are the major differences with the AVA if everything else is a constant? And so we vinified them separately um, and really got to, to know them experientially and then decided to, to form a blend out of them because we like the, the finished product better. So with four dudes uh, involved, like who? what hat do you wear? I'm sure you wear all the hats. Everyone's washing down barrels or tanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not washing tanks or doing any of that, which is unfortunate because I'm, I'm a little clumsy, so they keep me out of the, <laughs> the winery. But no, I, I kind of Cali sales. Dustin lives on the East Coast. He's kind of New York. Um, you know, uh, Eric uh, had opened up a lot of distribution channels for the brand, and then Justin Willett makes the wine. So it just kind of 
works out that way. It's a team. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Four kings. Right. And uh, Vian, you said? Uh, Valen. Valen. So it's uh, V-A-L-L-I-N. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, and that means something in French, I imagine. Well, yeah. So it was, strangely enough, it's kind of a surname that alludes to um, the people who settled the Rhone Valley in the Northern Rhone. It happens to be uh, Jamais street address. So for any people who love Coroti and the wines of the Northern Rhone, um, he lives on Valan Street too. So <laughs> and we saw it on a bottle. We liked how it looked and, you know, so we just went with it. Uh, awesome. Well, I imagine we can look that online, valan.com, valan.com. Right? Yeah, well, uh, it, it would be probably our social media is our website, so Valan Wine. Perfect. Yeah. All right, we'll check it out. So now, speaking of social media, we're talking about film, which is kind of still an old school media, but uh, here in the 20-aught-16, um, we've got another film to talk about, and uh, this is the, the, the great sequel to, I imagine. Uh, I haven't seen it. I'm excited to see it tonight. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Salmon's a Bottle is a follow-up of, of uh, what was very much a grassroots uh, documentary called Psalm that's uh, done so well. I think over 7 million people have, have seen the film, if you look at kind of the digital numbers. Um, had a huge social media following, and uh, so that film was very much a David and Goliath story, followed four people, very human story to see if they could take down the, the beast, which was the, the master sommelier exam. It's an exam that less than 5% of people pass, very low success rate, just a few, like over 200 people have passed the exam. So uh, you get to see whether we pass or fail in the first film. And you're left to wonder the whole time, what are they studying in this massively stressful movie? And I think this this film really seeks to, to dive into that. Wine is a rabbit hole. You know, Madeline Paquette and I from Wine Folly were talking about it today is you dive into that rabbit hole and it just the more you know the more you realize you don't know and you just can't know and so um in, in this film it, it just dives in the rabbit hole and you just peel away the curtain and see what this world is and you know you're not going to know everything but the culture and the people and the stories are so amazing that who cares that's very exciting and we love madeline puckett she's got uh, a fantastic uh company called winefolly.com and uh, i look forward to ha having her begin on happy hour radio speaking with brian mcclintock master sommelier and also one of the stars of psalm the documentary and psalm into the bottle which is showing tonight's seattle debut here at McCaw Hall. Uh, when we come back from this break, um, I'm going to chat about, uh, well, I'm going to dive into some of the scenes in, in the rabbit hole, per se, that uh, Brian McClintock is speaking about. So stick around, folks. We'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. So, uh, 